0: fans new and old i'm sky and i will be your shadow hokage on today's episode of on cloud anime so what are we talking about today well last time you know with my poor quality (laughs) i discussed about future anime today i wanted to take a look into the past in celebration of october and it being spooky month I decided to give you three animes that have scary, gory elements to them that I basically just want to talk about for a while. Basically, just tell you my experience with them because all three of them had done something to me that I did not expect. <laughs> These three shows that I'm going to be talking about are Tokyo Ghoul, The Promised Neverland, and Devil Man Crybaby. No, not Devil May Cry, Devil Man. Devil Man Crybaby. It's a completely different show. And I can tell you this right now, please watch that show with the door closed and headphones in. It is not a show you want to be watching in public or on sound, just so you know. Now, why do I want to talk about these shows? Well, for one, I've watched all three of these shows, so it's something I can obviously give my insight on, but also because these three shows apparently aren't liked by many people, or at least, Stuff about them aren't liked by many people. Devil May and Crybaby is kind of a mixed bag, at least from what I've seen. It's a mix between people really liking it and kind of despising it. Because they say that either, oh, it's really good, you know, all the action, every part about it is just so great. And then you have people that say, that was ass. (laughs) And I'm just sitting here like, well, okay, so then I watched it. And where do I stand on that matter? We'll get into that. But then we have Tokyo Ghoul. People talk about the third season and how it is the most atrocious thing they have ever seen in their life. And I always laugh at that because, well, I'll tell you because in a second. And finally, The Promised Neverland that I have not seen. I will tell you, well, I have seen the first season, of course, but I have not seen the second season because a lot of people did say that it was really bad, like really, really bad. Like, it wasn't even, like, funny bad. Like, the other two were. This is just straight up bad. I was like, then is it really worth it? Like, do I really want to waste my time to watch it? Who knows? I may watch it and then, like, come back on a later episode and tell you my thoughts and how I either liked it or didn't like it. But I'm just going to be talking about seasons one and two, maybe three of Tokyo Ghoul. Season one of Promised Neverland and the only season of Devilman Crybaby. So let's get into this. We're first going to start off with The Promised Neverland, since that's, I think, the shortest one out of all of them, it only being, I want to say, like, nine episodes, probably. That's probably wrong, but it's not that long.
1: Do you are half stupid?
0: But basically, it's a simple story, you know, a lovely, lovely. I'm not even going to lie to you guys. Yeah, no, I I was going to sit here and be like, oh, it's a super lovely, cute story about, you know, three orphans who want to find a home and be peaceful but i mean while that is the story that's not the story like that's the story that people tell you so that way you can get into the show and then you know get scared for life that's like the exact same thing when people say
1: hey what's that one show with that green
0: hair kid with superpowers oh you mean boku no pico and then they tell you that just so that way you can look up boku no pico and then you get scarred for life I, I'm telling you this right now, anyone who knows like the first couple notes of Boko no Pico, like if I played it right now. I know for a fact you just got PTSD. You were scarred from that. And I just, I feel you. But we're getting off topic. Let's get back onto the subject matter. So The Promise Neverland is a gory show. It is about three orphans, mainly three orphans. But it's about a bunch of kids being in this establishment, this orphan house, I guess. And they take tests every so often. These tests, which we thought was, you know, because... Oh, we just, you know, want to see how smart you guys are. No, it's not that. What it actually is is so that we can see all right, well, whose brain is ready to be picked, prodded and poked. AKA, who's ready to be sacrificed to demons. Me, Miss Jenkins? It's really jarring once you watch it. Like if you have no idea what you're getting yourself into, if people tell you it's a really cute story and then you watch it, it's not obvious, and you will see it and get so scarred. Like you'll be like, "What did I just watch?" And that's exactly what I said. <laughs> because I'm sitting here watching this show, simply just sitting here in my bed. I'm eating some Swedish fish. Which, by the way, if you don't like Swedish fish, I, I don't know, man. I don't know if I-, I can trust you. But I'm sitting here eating Swedish fish, just enjoying my life. And I, you know, I was like, you know what? Let me watch The Promise Neverland. People told me about it, and I really want to watch it. So we turn it on and just, I was having such a good time. And then it just got so bad, but like, obviously like good bad, like it was scary. And I was just like, Oh, so it's this kind of show where I'm just going to, am I, am I going to get attached to the characters? And then I'm going to have to cram my eyes out like, like later tonight. But basically this kept going on. Like a lot of kids kept getting sent and they kept getting killed by the demons. And eventually. Uh, the three kids know like figure out about this so what they do is they try to devise a plan to escape the orphanage of course and you know what I probably should have said this in the beginning spoilers because I am going to talk about it like all the details in full they do escape but it's not it's not pretty how they escape like well the ending is semi-pretty but like Getting to that point is not pretty at all. We got kids, you know, getting their legs twisted. We got big bro-like black women chasing little kids. I'm not even kidding with you. If you've seen that Flint Lockwood meme, we're like, Flint Lockwood? That is exactly what that is. That woman was sprinting after a child. I felt like I was scared. Like I was the child. I was getting sprinted after. It was horrifying. It was more horrifying than the demons. But what makes this show good? I think it's the simple fact of the subversion, because when you go on to Netflix, actually, and you look at The Promised Neverland, it shows you a very cutesy, adorable looking picture. That's to trick you because it wants you to click on it, thinking it's like a slice of life or something, only for you to then get hit with the realization that this is nothing but a horrifying show. And I like that. I like the subversion. I like that they try to hide it for a while, to try to see how many people will fall for the trap, just like how many kids for the trap. I don't know if that was intentional, but if that was very clever on their part. Now, I don't know why the season two is really bad. I do hear that they skip a lot of stuff in the manga that really makes it good. And I do have to say, I really despise when anime companies do that. For example, when, what was the uh, show called? Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Great show. Because it follows the manga to a T. But there was a show before that just simply called Full Metal Alchemist. And that show veered off of the path, I think, like halfway through the show. So if you watch that show, please stop. Like, if you're watching it right now, please stop. Please just switch over to Brotherhood because all you're getting is like misinformation at this point, especially if you are actually halfway into the show. You're probably getting misinformation at this point now. Like, you might as well just call it filler at this point. If they really do veer off the path in Promise Neverland, then I know that that's really that's really bad. But OK. We have that show. That was a pretty decent show. You know, I liked it. I, if I had to give it a rating, I'd probably give it also an eight out of 10. It wasn't anything majorly good, but it also wasn't anything like, like terribly bad. So it doesn't get like a 10, a nine, a 8.5. Like it just gets like a low eight. Like if, like I know I can't get any lower than obviously just an eight. If I had to, maybe like a 7.9. It's not bad at all, but it's just nothing really hooks you besides the idea of like, Oh, I just got tricked into thinking this was a cute show. That's kind of it that it has going for you. You know that the show isn't cute and that it's horrifying. Then it's going to be kind of hard to keep you going because a lot of the stuff is just kind of hoping on the fact that you were scared. Like it's really hoping that like you were scared when you saw that. Cause if you weren't, then a lot of the show is either predictable. Or just straight up boring. And I usually don't say that about a lot of anime. But yeah, I have to say it here. Like, it was boring. Like, it's, it's boring if you know what's going on. If you don't know what's going on, then I guess it's fun. So pretty much, if you're listening to this right now and you want to go watch it, don't expect high hopes then. Because I just told you kind of the pretty much basic premise of it. So you're probably not going to be scared, of course. Maybe the visuals will scare you, but for the most part, you'll know what's going on. So, okay, that was Promised Neverland. But what about the other two shows? Well, Devil Man Crybaby is the next one because that has around like 24 episodes, I think. I could be confusing these all together, by the way. I could be like, that one could have had nine. This, like, like I could be confusing. Do you are half stupid? The whole point is we're talking about Devil Man Crybaby now. That show, uh, I was not prepared. I was not prepared. Like, oh my gosh, I was not prepared. <laughs> When I tell you I wasn't prepared, I genuinely mean that. Because when I started the show, I was sitting there and I looked at it and I thought it was Devil May Crybaby. I thought that's what it was called. Like, I thought like the series was called like with Dante and Virgil and all that. I thought it was called Devil May Crybaby. So I was like, okay, this is like that thing. Well, I know Dante well enough and I've seen a couple of I am the storm that is approaching memes. So I just thought, you know, why not? You know, it can be fun. That show was nothing like I thought. And I can tell you this right now. Obviously, again, spoilers. But I'm going to skip to the ending real quick, just for a split second. The ending is so goddamn confusing. Like, I've never been more confused about a TV show in my life. And I watched JoJo Bizarre Adventure religiously. I can't. I can't comprehend what happens in that final episode. It's so confusing. And I don't know whether I like it that it's confusing or not because it's just, okay, you know what? This won't make sense unless I explain it. So let me go through the entire show and then I'll explain to you why this is so goddamn confusing. Okay, so in the beginning, we start off with this kid named, uh, I think his name was Akira. He's your typical everyday nerd. You know, no one likes him. He sucks. He's mm, terrible and all that. But he wants to stand up for a girl. You know, he stands up to a girl and is just like, hey, stop bullying that girl. And they're like, No, but he's like, please. And they say, okay, but we'll beat you up instead. And he's like, well, don't No, How about we just don't do that? And they're like, yeah, well, either we beat her up or we beat you up. And then his best friend, who looks like a younger version of Doc Brown from Back to the Future, pulls up and says, yo, Akira, get in the car. (laughs) We're going to the future. He doesn't say that, of course, but he might as well have because the way he was driving was so fast. And he basically just said, yeah, I'm a demon hunter, and uh, we got to go hunt a demon. And Akira kind of just goes along with it. Like, he doesn't really question anything about it. He kind of just like, oh, we're going to hunt a demon? Okay, sounds good to me. Like, I'm sorry. Uh, if my best friend pulled up in a car, said, get in, and then i get in. But then if he said, we're going to go hunt some demons, i tell him to either stop the car or I'm jumping out. Because if you're serious, I'm not hunting a demon. I've seen Demon Slayer. I've seen Tokyo Ghoul. I've seen this. I've seen plenty of shows with demons in it. None of them are nice. There is not a single show I think I've seen with nice demons. And if there is, I would love for you to tell me that show. Because no, no, just no. So Akira and I don't remember his name. So we're just going to call him. We're just going to call him Doc Brown. So Akira and Doc Brown show up to this little club because apparently doc brown says ah yes demons are attracted to sexual nature so they will show up here where there are plenty of sexual nature and drugs and stuff so we show up to this place and it is raunchy as all ever and what i mean by raunchy i mean they they explicitly show it like they show people getting it on snorting drugs like they they go into detail and Akira is like me in that, like, we were, we had the same reaction. I was sitting there like, what am I looking at? Like, I really was so surprised. Like, cause I had my TV up kind of loud. Cause I was like, this show is a little quiet. And when that happened, my TV must've suddenly realized that I said that and just blasted all that so loud. I had to scramble from my remote to find the mute button so I could be like, no, 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 no. That really became like the meme where like, it's just like, oh, anime super nice until your parents walk in. That's basically what that was. But anyway, so we get into this place and demons show up, of course, and they start eating, like actually eating the people. They start chewing their bodies like this is attack on Titan and we're just going for a full course meal. They just start gorging on people. But then Doc Brown over here has some sort of something and he finds a way to take a demon and put it into his friend Akira without his consent, by the way. So he kind of just shoves a demon into his friend and says, oh, you'll enjoy it. No, I won't. But okay, whatever. So Now Akira has a demon inside of him. And now he can basically pull a Denji. And if you don't know what I mean mean by that, basically Chainsaw Man, where at will he can transform into a demon, into Devil Man. So at any point he can kind of just... Boom, transform. And apparently he's one of the strongest, which I felt like was kind of, kind of BS. Cause like, oh, of course you got the strongest demon until we realized that Doc Brown kind of just made that up and that he's not actually the strongest and that he's actually kind of mid tier. I think like he's like not too bad, but he's also not like, Oh yes, I'm the king of all. De-. Like he's not Sukuna, right? <laughs> from, from Jujutsu Kaisen. He's not Sukuna. He didn't consume the fingers. So if Sukuna pulled up in like, Went to Devil Man. I probably just flick his fingers and Devil Man's dead. Just so you know. So the whole show is pretty much just Akira trying to live with the fact that he is now part man and part devil. And he kind of also finds other people who are part man or part woman and part devil. Cause a lot of them also fuse with demons. And a lot of them aren't really bad people. So Akira kind of wants to save those people. Doc Brown wants to murder all of them. He creates mass hysteria with Akira's help. And by help, I mean accidental help. Like, watching this entire show, Doc Brown is the worst friend possible. Like, any other show that you've seen that has terrible friendships, this is, like, whatever you think is a bad friendship is nowhere close to this. Man uses his friend in every way possible, and it is never fair. But, like, you know, he kind of has to keep going with it, because who's going to stop him? So we keep going and eventually we find out that Doc Brown is an angel and I didn't know. No, 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 no. I see your face. I didn't stutter. He is a literal angel sent down from heaven to do something. And you're probably wondering, oh, so you just don't remember. No, I genuinely mean something because I, for the life of me, can not comprehend what he was sent down to heaven. I mean, sent down from heaven for because they kind of just say, oh, yes, he was sent down from heaven. He has no feelings. He met Akira when his pet dog died. And he was like, oh, I don't understand why you're so sad. And Akira was like, because he's dead. And he was like, oh, I don't get it. But okay, we can be friends now. Like actually pains me to try to understand this. Now that we know that he's a demon and that he's an angel, it's a fight, obviously, a devil versus an angel. And they fight and it keeps going on. And Akira's losing pretty badly, but then he eventually gets the upper hand and starts, you know, kind of actually, kind of actually throwing hands. Like it was actually pr- looking pretty good for him. And then it cuts. I do not mean fades. I do not mean it shows something else. I mean it cuts immediately to Akira. Like I think like half of his body being gone and him laying on a rock or something. And then Angel Boy over here, he's no longer Doc Brown, he's Angel Boy. The pit from Icarus just comes down, lays beside him and goes, oh, I'm so sad now. I think I understand death. And then the world just blows up. Maybe I'm remembering the events incorrectly, but I this is what I vividly remember. And it's just, what? And if it sounded like I was rushing through a lot of events, it's because I kind of wasn't. Like, I was doing a little bit of over like overviewing, but for the most part, that's exactly how the show ran. It exactly ran like that. And it was so, so hard to keep up at times. And if it sounds like I'm angry, it's because I am because it's just so frustrating to try to understand something that doesn't even feel like it understands itself, you know? So I can understand why people are mad about the show. Do I like the show? honestly not really what i I wouldn't recommend this to people like i would only recommend this to you as a joke so that way i could see your reaction to a lot of the sex scenes which are a lot i want to tell you that right now there are a lot of sex scenes like if you think that like kill a kill has fan service you haven't seen anything in this show oh wow this is just wow but No, like if you genuinely ask me what I genuinely recommend this show to you as a good show, I would look at you and say you are better off actually watching Boku no Pico than you are watching this show. Because at least Boku no Pico knows what kind of story it's trying to be. This felt like it had no idea where it wanted to go and kind of just threw everything in there. You had demon hunters, but then you had him turning into a demon, but then you had him hunting other demons, but then you had him trying to befriend the demons, but then you had mass hysteria trying to kill the demons, but then you had him killing the humans, Or then you had the humans accepting him, but then you had the angels coming down, and then you had the angels fighting the devils, and then you just end. That's like a book that just ends on the words, and so he, that's it, just, and so he. So he what? I'm going to move on before I just pop a blood vessel in my brain. Last show is Tokyo Ghoul. And it, it, it sounded like I was kind of on the fence when it came to Promise Neverland, it's because I kind of was. And if it sounded like I desperately hated Devil Man Cry Baby, it's because I did. I give that show a four, by the way. But if it sounds like that I'm going to be really happy about this show, it's because I am. This show is actually really good. And this is why I wanted to say this for last, because I knew I was gonna go off about Devil May Cry Baby. Devil Man, Jesus, oh my, ah. Devil Man Cry Baby. I'm not doing this on purpose, I swear. <laughs> But anyway, so Tokyo Ghoul is a actually pretty simple premise that really knows what it's trying to be. Unlike some shows, it's a show about a boy named Ken Kaneki, who is your typical everyday nerd, you know, well, kind of. He's more so your typical everyday slob, kind of like every harem protagonist, kind of just a slob and like an idiot boy, kind of exactly how Takamichi was in uh Tokyo Revengers, kind of just a slob of some sort, just, you know, pretty disgusting. But eventually he tries to go on a date with this girl named Reese. or Riz. <laughs> she riz him up and the date goes well. And she says, hey, do you mind walking me home? And he's like, oh, yeah, sure, baby girl. <laughs> Why not? And then they start walking home and he's like, oh, yeah, you know, we about to walk to her house. I'm probably going to get laid, you know, <laughs> He was thinking in his mind, did you pray today? Did you pray today? Because if you didn't. And then she bites his neck. Yep. Right before he could finish his thought about how much he loves her. Yeah, he just gets his neck bit. And it turns out she's a ghoul. And ghouls in this world are not like your poltergeist or ghost or anything like that. They are these creatures with sometimes tentacles, but most times it's just some sort of weird nature to them. They can only eat humans. Like, every other food, like human food. So if I gave them, I don't know, a Big Mac with a large fry and a drink, they would throw all that up because it actually tastes terrible to them. Like, it's not like I don't like it. It's visibly, I'm going to throw up if I eat this. So after uh, Riz eats him, kind of, she gets killed by some falling beams. And for some reason, the doctor... You know, when he finds both of them, finds Reese dead and Kaneki still alive. So he says, wait a minute, you're like on your last life. What if I took her organs, stuffed them into you without looking to see whether or not she's a ghoul or not? Because ghouls are not hidden in this world. They are clear as day. They are on the news constantly. So why wouldn't you look at this? But whatever. So basically, the entire show's premise is now for Ken Kaneki to kind of come to terms with the fact that he is half ghoul, half human. And it's a really good premise, a really good show. I really like it because it doesn't just have him, you know, kind of go through the motion a little bit and then immediately master it. It takes him a whole season to even get close to mastering his power and then a whole nother season for him to come to terms with the fact that he has the power and that he's is this ghoul now. And it's just so good. Then we get to season three, and I actually thought it was really good at first. With Ken Kaneki, accidentally, I guess, developing split personality disorder or DID, which is dissociative identity disorder. Basically, his mind splits. And now you have Ken Kaneki, who is this really psychopathic, really just like aggressive ghoul. And then you have this other person who I don't remember the name of, but you have this other person who is a really calm, almost motherly figure, kind of like Bruno Bucciarati from Georgia's Bizarre Adventure. Really just calm and just welcoming. And, well, unfortunately, doing this, while I thought was really good, made the show really decline. Because they focus a lot of time on him, not necessarily Ken Kaneki. And then they also focus on a lot of background characters. And unfortunately, now we get into Devil Man Cry Crybaby, where now I feel like the show doesn't really know where it's trying to go. At least it did at first, but then kind of lost its footing and then just decided, I'm just going to keep falling. I mean, there's not much else I can say because it, it was a really good show. It's just... It lost its footing and it got kind of bad. But for the most part, I'd still recommend this to you. Even still recommend the third season. It's not actually that bad as people say. People say like, oh, the third season, it was terrible. I hated this with all my heart. But it wasn't as bad as people say. It actually was pretty entertaining for a while. It just kind of lost its footing towards like the end. At least it was towards the end, right? Instead of the middle. But anyway... That's pretty much all I wanted to talk to you about today. I ran your ear off for a good amount of time about three shows, and I really do hope you check out one of them. Well, check out two of them. You can check out Promise Neverland, but I really don't recommend it since you probably listened to this fully. So really, just check out Tokyo Ghoul. If you want to, you can check out Promise Neverland. Please never watch Devilman Crybaby, and then watch Tokyo Ghoul. Simple as that. Anyway, if no more episodes probably come out, I want you to have a wonderful spooky Halloween. Please be safe, because even on Halloween, a lot of things can happen. So, be safe, be happy, and remember to always come back. Because once an anime fan, always an anime fan. We'll see you next time on OnCloud Anime. Later.
1: Your feedback helps us shape our content and uncover new topics that matter to our listeners. If this episode resonated with you, we kindly ask that you rate and review this show on your preferred podcast platform. Sharing this podcast with friends and family helps us reach more listeners and continue delivering content you enjoy. For more information about the podcast, the host, or our parent company, please visit the link in this episode's description. Also visit us on YouTube and Rumble to see and hear every content produced by Alger Productions. Thank you once again for your time and support. Until next time, stay tuned and stay inspired.